I, thank goodness, have never been charged with a misdemeanor. I'm certain I've done things in my life that if you, if you read deep enough into the law books, I probably could have been charged with a misdemeanor. I don't think I'm mistaken in this, but if you have enough code violations in your house, you can be charged with a misdemeanor, not just the code violations. We live in a log home. I guarantee you, if somebody spent two weeks in our house, they'd find a whole lot of code violations just because it's, it's how, the, how the building is constructed. You gonna remove me from office for that? Comrades and friends, hello. We're back in the shadow of Rockford Tower, behind enemy lines, in the belly of the Delaware Way Beast. And we're here to give you another special bonus episode of Kathy v. Kathy, the Senate Acts. Uh, so today, Bill and I did the trip again. Uh, Bill, we, we're, we're committed to this. Hey, hey, that's right. Um, it felt like deja vu. Again, we got a later start today. Um, we, sort, we traded in our... Um, our neatly pressed judicial robes. We took what I would consider half a lap across the the green down there in Dover, and then we put on our sort of uh, rumpled, ill-fitting lobbyist suits that have cufflinks for some reason uh, to get into that mindset. Yeah, we had to be in leg hall mindset, not barrister mindset. Exactly. It's, it's exactly right. People don't understand that, I don't think. Way different vibes over that side of the green. When I'm doing laps, I really just try and hit, uh, you know... Uh, the courthouse, uh, the mandolin factory, and the art museum, yeah. the Briggs Museum of Art. That's all. That's the that's the biggies. Yeah. That's the big three, really. That's right. Yeah. So before uh, we get to the hearing, uh, Bill and I did arrive uh, at Leg Hall. We we went down into the um, the press room um, to talk to uh, our friend Jerry Habraken. Um, as you know, he's a great friend of ours. He's a photographer. Uh, what you may not know yet is that he is going to be featured in our 200th episode uh, coming up in a week and a half or two weeks. Um, as some of you may know, we've talked about it before, him and I had a conversation like two years ago or more, um, pre-COVID, uh, that's pretty funny. We never released it. Uh, we called it the Lost Jerry Tapes. Well, Jerry uh, as, is moving on from his career uh, at the News Journal, Delaware Online, to move back to Tennessee. Um, so we recorded an intro to the Lost Tapes, and then we're going to release uh, an edited version uh, of the Lost Jerry ta Tapes for our 200th episode. Um, but we were very happy to see him again um, today. Uh, so we wander up, as, as people start to gather, um, we wander up from the press room to the chamber, the Senate chamber. Uh, in the lobby uh, is Team Kathy, full team. Kathy, Steve, Sailor, uh, Stormy, uh, Torianne, full team, support, as always. Again, solidarity on that. I, I feel that. Um, so said hello, walked into the chamber. Uh, it was a little bit confusing. Like some of the press was already sitting down. We went to the other side. That was wrong. Like some guy in a pretty nice suit actually told us to. Seersucker. Yeah. Well, no, it was linen, I think. Uh, it was linen. just a light because it, it had a check pattern or like a, like, a, like a plaid pattern. But it was a nice summer suit. I had had to, an, I'll give the guy. Plus neat, he walked with a wooden cane. A neat cane, yeah. You so I to it. went, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you got to give that. I don't, know, I don't know who was the sergeant of arms or something, but I, 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 I give that guy a lot of respect for the way he, he, turned, he turned up. Although, Rob, would you say that's when uh, I, I, started, I don't want to say the tide started to turn then, but I got to feel like 
maybe something's up here. I yeah, just got like, like a little inkling. Like a yeah, little, everybody was look, cause look, scratch on the here, back. Here's of my the neck. thing. Like, I'm not saying this to like. I mean, we we we've done these podcasts for we've done 200 episodes or more, and so I, I'm not trying to toot my own horn. But at this point, like everybody there, every nerd who turned up for this leg hall thing, they know who we are, and so we got some looks as we were sort of walking around, getting situated and waiting for this um, session to start. And then the guy moved us over to the other side, and we're talking to the to the press there and the guy who runs the TVs and the microphones, and we're getting we're getting settled. Well, in walks this guy. Real, like, arrogant, like, kind of dumber than a politician. Like, politicians have a little bit of swagger because they did get elected, so they have their name on stuff. And it's just this guy. I did not recognize at the time. He has a full beard now, and I think I would have recognized him had he been clean-shaven. Kind of reminded me of, like, the protagonist of that movie, Clerks. Like, not Jay or Silent Bob, but the guy who worked at the convenience store. The cashier. The cashier, the the cashier. Yeah. Store, yeah. But also, like, he had an air about him like he's running the floor of a casino. Like yeah, this is my space. He was the pit boss of, of the of the floor of the center. of the GA. So he says, uh, "Do you guys have press credentials?" And I said, "Yeah." We showed him our press credentials. He's like, "Well, that was uh, that's from the courts. We don't recognize that in the legislature." I said, "Actually, it's not from the courts, my man. It's from the state of Delaware. Here's our thing. We actually give our information to the Capitol Police. If we didn't tell you guys this, we do have credentials. This is actually not bullshit. Uh, so we we." We give our information. The Capitol Police basically use an application and your DMV information to create a state of Delaware uh, press credential with your press, with the Delaware call on it. Um, Rob, Rob, I don't know how they do it over on that fancy side of the green, but here, this is what this guy's saying. He's saying, here in the legislature, you got to go, you got to run through me. Yeah. This stuff gets run through the pit boss. So, so look, the problem is he's big time in us because I think he's, you know, he's trying to kind of show off. Um, I am not really feeling it i'm i'm ready to just see what happens see if he gets like the capitol police and we can talk about it um but bill's like should we just go into the gallery and so we, we yeah, i really i really like having this uh, press pass <laughs> i don't want to lose it yeah today. but i don't know what we did my thing is to be perfectly honest what i just i don't maybe he has some sort of like discretion but we have a, a state of Delaware passed through the Capitol Police. Just because we were uh, we were given the applications by Sean O'Sullivan at the courts does not change the fact of what the pass is. And if you look on it, it doesn't say from the courts at all, anywhere on it. And uh, on top of that, when we when when we got the tour of the courts, we were told the buildings that we were told the state buildings that we could enter and how we could enter them and what rights we would have. So, I mean, there may be some extenuating circumstance whereby, you know, the sergeant of arms or the, the, the president of the Senate can have us removed. I'm sure, there, I'm sure there is, but not just because they didn't like the cut of our jib because they want to they wanna make, make some technicality over our press pass. So I was ready to have that conversation. Bill was not ready to have that conversation. Well, yeah, I was of two minds. You know, I was thinking this is the precise reason that I sent Sean a, a handwritten thank you note last week, you know, so we'll, all, we'll have uh, access to, to phone a friend. Yeah. And I was like, do you want me to get Sean O'Sullivan on the line? <laughs> that was me in my head. Yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah. you know what? This is a big day. This is a big day for Kathy. This is a big day for all of our, our, our big guy and gal legislators. Uh, you know, no one wants to be here. What I'm, you know, we're the last people that should cause a scene. Yeah. Although we're also the first, apparently. Yeah. So, so let's get into it. Well, that actually, that story has a, has a second part, but we'll get into that at the end, as it happened at the end. So we go up in the gallery. It's banged in the session. Here's what the session consisted of. It's actually, you know, pretty quick. 
Um, they do the formalities beforehand, and they say what business they're going to do. Um, Socola gets up and basically reads the statement, the resolution, and and the and the just the facts of it, uh, and then. Oh yeah, I mean, I guess we should say, what was the resolution generally? The it's resolution a- was generally just to recap. Um, so one of the ways, one of the three ways that a, an elected official can be removed is if the Senate and the House pass a resolution by 50 by fifty plus one in each house to have a joint session, which is basically like an impeachment session. Uh, it's just a session to decide whether to recommend removal of the elected official. If they do that and two-thirds of each house vote to remove, then they t- they send that to the governor and and the governor is obligated then to remove that elected official. That's one of the ways. Right. Um, we, we'll talk about the other ways because it comes up within yeah. this because people try to conflate these things yep. altogether. And that's m- most of the argument. Well, we can say just off the bat, too. I mean, there is a very similar impeachment proceeding that basically uses the, a similar two-thirds vote in both chambers. But it would, I think, re- resemble more of what we think of like as an impeachment trial with the Senate convicting. And I so yeah that's so a, let's that's like that's third, that's off the table right yeah, now we're that's, not yeah, we're that's not out that. there it's an option but no one has you know. yeah really the the argument right yeah. now is is conflating two options the legislative option that the Senate is pursuing right and the admit the executive option that the governor has already spoken about who is going to stand on you know the legal opinion that he specifically as the governor as the executive cannot act until the judge submits the verdict and sentences so that's the two things that we're talking. Two different things. So, um, Sokola makes his statement. Uh, what's his name? Stands up to give the that they're going to their caucus is going to oppose uh, whatever his name. Petty is. John. Petty John. John Petty I'd like John. to get him under oath to see if he really does get a haircut every day. It's it's, it's tight. I mean, it's very tight. It's high and tight for sure. It's like a cap. But I mean, I shouldn't really talk about. I, I mean, I just let mine go. Yeah. So it looks great. So he he basically and and he makes the argument that we we absolutely expected that you know the conviction by the jury isn't the final conviction um, that so you know that that shouldn't be considered. Um, these were just misdemeanors, and other people can do misdemeanors or probably have done misdemeanors, and they don't face this this step. You know, it's unprecedented. And even the governor said that he's not going to do anything, so why are we doing this? Uh, was basically the, the bullet points. Did I miss anything big, Bill? No. Yeah, no, I mean, his focus was on the timing. You know, Kathy is still innocent in the eyes of the law was, I think, his his thesis. And he did formally then uh, motion to table this Senate Resolution 128. So that, that's how they got the ball rolling. Yeah, so they motioned to table the resolution. Um, so by 50-50... They would need to move forward, or else it just gets shit canned right there. Um, so they take a roll call vote, and it the motion the, the motion doesn't pass; it fails. So the motion to table and shit can it uh, fails. We did see something uh, in that roll call vote that would um, sort of enlighten the later vote on the resolution. Uh, Darius Brown uh, voted to table, which. We don't really have to get into the details on that, I don't think, but he's had other legal problems as well, so he's not too keen on, um, you know, uh, accountability, I guess we would say. Um, but Spiros uh, voted to proceed. So Spiros, uh, although has, you know, professional and, and uh, 
you know, Greek connections <laughs> with, uh, with, with Kathy, um, st- stood with the, um, the Senate uh, Repo- uh, Democratic Caucus and, and voted to proceed. Opa Opa has been renamed Greek Connections. And uh, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, as for longtime listeners will recall that Spiros uh, was, I believe, Kathy's first chief of staff in the auditor's office. So yeah, that was a, that was a little bit of a surprise in a day uh, light on drama. I guess that was that, you know. Yeah, that was a little. The, bit. Well, the then needle. we get into now. Now we're going to have to hear the the debate. So right. they do have a, a, a section for debate. First up is the the round mound of rebound from Kent County, Colin Benini. He made an impassioned plea um, that was, I mean, it was rather, it was, I mean. It was heartfelt, I think. It was rather silly, um, but he made it. Do you want to go over sort of the Bonini argument? Because that was sort of the key to the Republican argument to um, to squash this. Yeah. My, my interpretation is that he had, like, been following the trial rather closely and sort of put his vague memories of the, you know, there were a lot of really great articles written about this trial over the weeks. He kind of just put them all into a food processor and paid attention to the things that he considered to be quotes or maybe there was a little bit of editorializing in the in the press basically just sort of um you know throwing the indictment and the doj kind of under the bus like this was a sham trial um really trying to minimize the fact that kathy a jury of her peers did convict her of three misdemeanors he kind of had this odd uh comparison you know i live in a log house and I think he was talking about how, like, if he had enough code violations, which, hey, maybe he does. Maybe he's telling yeah, on himself. Yeah, by the way, licenses and inspections should, should, should probably go look yeah, at Calvinini's house because he was basically admitting to many code violations. Yeah. Uh, he, then he sort of compared himself to Kathy. He said, you know, I'm a fiscal watchdog, or at least I try to be. And uh, I think he's just on fiscal watch of doggy bags. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I, I think... He's an interesting guy because he starts out, and I've noticed this in other times when he he speaks on the floor in this very odd sort of polite way, like oh, I'm really sorry. I'm you know I, I do have one foot in the mop bucket. Uh, is this a is this a two thirds vote or fifty fifty? And then he gets a polite answer from like Bethany or someone, and then he just kind of goes off. Yeah, you he know? got really impassioned. He gets impassioned. And, he, and, he, and he gets his like the, he gets his libertarian uh, sort of feathers up because he's like I don't want the state removing an elected official and getting when it's not finalized yet and so he gets that sort of move uh, which is his move which is fine i like that move in general i mean it's silly in this state because it doesn't, in this situation because it doesn't really make any sense um but but yeah that was that was his plea he even he also um said you know i didn't vote for you and i won't vote for you this time but you know you deserve you know what do we all deserve and that that was sort of his sort of plea um in 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 def- for the for the Senate GOP, yeah, uh, and then and Rob, we suspect you know a lot of this is anti Department of Justice animus because it is you know ostensibly led by a Democrat administration right now, yeah. uh, and I think their constituents obviously you know we we were joking on the way down like doing Colin Benini bingo or something and like how many times does he say cash and release yeah or, yeah I mean I I think it's he bring up clear. bail yeah I mean I. It, it didn't come up other than the idea that the prosecution was political and this hearing, the session was political and all of that. It's all this sort of vague, yeah, every, like I said, everything's political. We'll talk about that uh, at the end, too, because we have an update for you since we've been in Lake Hall. But up next after Benini uh, was Brian Townsend, who 
again, he gave us a little bit of the eye. He looked like a little nervous when he saw us, but he did great. He very, very soberly and rationally, you know, explained that the resolution says convicted of a jury of her peers, convicted of, you know, uh, not just code violations or bar fights or speeding tickets or whatever, convicted of a, a breach of the public trust. And so all of these sort of analogies of it can happen to anybody. Um, you know, it's like, I mean, are you going <laughs> to... Is this how you're going to operate your office, I guess, maybe? Um, so they, the, the Townsend's Democrat defense was that, you know, this is perfectly legal. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what the governor said because that's the governor saying it. Um, we also got that from, was it Lawson who did the, did the, stood up and did the governor thing? Who, somebody did have a few comments after Yep. Um, was it Lawson? Yeah, Lawson did the odd, uh, <laughs> to quote Voltaire. Yeah, <laughs> Dave Lawson quoted Voltaire, which but I don't, yes, I'm right. still kind of like, I'm still trying to get with that. Like, I don't... Uh, I mean, I'm sure that guy lives his life with the mantra, protect the innocent. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure. He, he, I'm sure he got. I'm sure he understood exactly what Candide was about. Right, right. But but there's this idea that like because the governor said that the the guilty verdict isn't complete until it's entered by the judge, and the sentence is rendered, is irrelevant because that part of the section of the Constitution for removing an elected official deals with the executive power of the governor, not the power of the legislature. And so that's all ridiculous. Uh, it doesn't mean anything. But again, this was their way of, of sort of sort of trying to uh, muddy the waters, as you would say, or, or, or uh, sort of bring these two sort of make it murky as to what the what the, the, the separation of powers is. I think that's what I said when when he was talking about, well, if the, the governor's not going to do it, we well, can't do it. And I wrote in my book, Separation of Powers, like it's like yeah. Civics 101. Well, um, it's also it's like separation of powers when it came to our press badges today. Yeah, it's, that's been we got, honestly. That's, we got we got checks and balanced. We got we checked did. and balanced right to the fucking gallery, <laughs> off the floor. <laughs> um, there was a few other words um, in in support uh, by Sarah McBride, who I mm -hmm. thought was was great. Sarah great job, McBride yeah. actually uh, did some research about while this is a while it's unique for Delaware, you know, and the first time something happens is the first time it happened. But she, she cataloged uh, several other states that have had sort of public trust breaks. One of them uh, was in New York. One of them was in Pennsylvania. Uh, one of them was in Connecticut. Uh, and they were all, they were all varied. Um, one one uh, uh, official was found not guilty, uh, but still removed because of, of other behavior that was maybe not criminal. So um, Sarah McBride offered that uh, piece, which was good. Uh, I did appreciate um, Kyle Evans Gay who said, you know, she wanted it on the record that, uh, you know, it really does diminish the jury verdict. It's basically saying, like, the jury, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, Colin Benini's like, you know, I know the trial. Don't be surprised if this is overturned. Kept saying, I think he said it three times. Like, this thing could all get thrown out. Yeah, it just sounds like a Facebook comment. Yeah, kind of. it's yeah, it's not. I mean, yeah. it, I it, heard that. It could. It's It certainly could. But, I mean, if you look at the, if you, if you look at, just statistics and see, you know, if, if, if judges overturn and set aside and acquit, set aside a guilty jury verdict and acquit just to set aside on a legal point, it's not, it doesn't happen. 
it's extremely, extremely rare. So for him to stand up and say, just, just glibly, just flippantly say, oh, this, this thing, don't be surprised. They throw this whole thing out. You're like, come on, buddy. But Rob, what if there are a bunch of Brady violations? There are a bunch of people. More and more people are saying it. And I don't uh, know what, I don't know what Gerald Brady has to do with this, but something. As far as the, uh, the speeches from the floor, I agree with everything you said. I highlighted um, you know, uh, Sarah McBride and Kyle Gay. I thought that Kyle actually did a great job, too, very loyally. Um, she reminded those on the other side of the aisle who were sort of indicating, like, this could happen to any of us. We could have a political hit job. That the, the, the mechanism that the Senate is beginning today to remove Kathy exempts members of the General Assembly from this procedure. There is, of course, a separate impeachment procedure right. for members of the House and Senate, but that's not relevant here. So technically, this can't happen right. to any to any member of the General yeah. Assembly. That's incorrect. And yeah. then, um, similarly, Laura Sturgeon had a few comments. She really pushed back on uh, the right's argument that this was a political-motivated uh, prosecution of Kathy. And just one kind of like cool little uh, detail I noticed about when Lara was speaking is uh, it's kind of like how baby boomers are talking in this way now. She'll say something like, and now I'm going to read what I first posted when this happened. And it's like they're talking kind of like online language, like, yeah, oh, yeah. my posts. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I she know. made some, because, you know, it, was it, kind probably, of it probably took, you know, probably takes some time to craft these sentences. So she's like, I'll just use that again. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. But it, it was good. I, I did also like the way that Sarah McBride framed the larger issue because I think it actually comes down to this idea of like, like when conservatives and reactionaries are mad, people are canceled. Like you're canceled. You're this, you're that. She's like, you know, a loss of liberty is done by the judicial branch because liberty is a birthright. Everybody should have it exactly the same. Um, the loss that does not apply to like the, the loss of your job. Right. for bad for bad acts you know so to put this in some sort of like high-minded like like removing her from her job for these behaviors this jury verdict and these behaviors is not canceled it's not like you're not going to the guillotine your 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 rights have not been violated like none of that's true um but again this is how this is how these people talk and so that's sort of the argument that you get. But I, I did appreciate her putting it in that framework because I think um, that gets that gets muddled up too and conflated all the time. It's like you know, if if somebody uh, if any action is taken uh, in response to hold somebody accountable or because they're responsible for X or Y or Z, that somehow that's like a, a violation of their rights, and it isn't. So you aren't buying that this is anti. <laughs> Gray Fox bigotry, do you? I thought it was. I really thought it was uh, anti-Greek bigotry, but then That's Spiros, yeah. Spiros put a a, a a dagger in that. So I did. did I think we covered pretty it. much the arguments. Yep. Um, they have the vote. Um, our our friend, um, our friend, the lieutenant governor, the LTG, um, BHL. You know, goes through her her moves. It was it was pretty cool. You know, say hey, do the vote. Um, the guy does the vote. Um, really, the only. Interesting things um, from the vote are again Spiros and, and Darius's votes kind of made sense. I was happy to see Spiros um, stay with the caucus. Darius just you know he's going to do him. I do have a question about Lumpy Carson. We've talked about this before. When they do a roll call vote, everybody sort of says yes or no. Um, he goes yep or nope. Uh, and so originally when I heard him go yep, I didn't like it. 
I heard it today, and I realized that he's also doing what he does. He's also doing a bit. And so now, as Bill said on the way home, we have no choice but to stand for that. You have to. We, yeah. ha- we must. It's like Bethany's singing. Also, I think you're talking about Bruce Ennis. What did I say? Lumpy Carson. Lumpy. That's his nephew. Uh, oh, okay. So this is why. And this is like his, uh, his father-in-law. Yeah, what, I'm, I'm sorry. It's, it, it runs in the family. Thank you, Carl, for for checking it. But yeah. but in any in any case, Ennis, you're right. Uh, I get those confused because yeah, you, because of the reason you said. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so I, I appreciate that now. I'm fine with it. Um, I like it. It's it's folksy. It's uh it's fun. And and you're doing a bit, and I cannot um I cannot call you out for it. So thank you. Uh, and the 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 only other funny bit. Was our friend uh, the the you know we have a, a a big time supermarket magnet in Chris Kenny. We also have a low time supermarket magnet also in Gerald Hawker. Um, this isn't a supermarket. He's a gun guy. The gun. Is, he, he, I thought he was a supermarket guy. He's gonna anyway. He's gonna look it up. Guns so, at supermarkets. Guns at supermarkets. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsored by Gerald Hawker. <laughs> um, so he originally at the roll call vote when it got to H. Uh, voted present. Uh, he did not want to vote. And uh, somebody was somebody was absent. Yeah, someone on the. It's a hard. He owns a hardware store. Hardware store. Okay, hardware store. okay I know it was some sort of store. Well, you guns and pro- hardware store. You can have and guns and hardware, hardware stores. Yeah, you could also probably oh, and, like so MacGyver Hawker's or something. Super Center and G and E Hardware. Ah, okay. Super Center and Hardware. All right. Well, there you have it. I love hardware stores, so. That may be the only thing I have in common with with uh, Senator Hawker, though, because you're right. He did what I like to. Ref- I, I've just seen Mike Ramon do this a lot, and I don't know if he votes uh, not voting or he's like out of the room by accident, and then he always switches back to whatever side is more advantageous for his career. So this could be called the Mike Ramon. It probably happens way more than that, but yeah. And I feel like somebody was absent, but I, I don't. Yeah. I, I forget who. Uh, maybe it was Lawson. Now that I think about it, but I don't remember. It's it's not important. You know who was it, absent? Us from the press pool. We yeah, we couldn't get in there. It was crazy. So they pa- they passed the they passed the resolution and it's over. I mean, you know, they say a few, a few technical things about okay, we're going to move to the president pro-, pro tem to do whatever technical shit they got to do to file the thing or whatever. Boom, boom, that's it. Uh, day over. So I figured let's just split and go back and talk about it like. And that's what we did. But I wanted to talk to Jerry before we left. So before we get to, like, our feeling of it, I just want to cap off the day at Leg Hall. I go down, tr- go down from the gallery, go down over to the sides, talk to my friend Jerry in the press pool. Um, of course, yelling down the steps, Bill goes, if you're allowed to go in. Um, so I, who do I see? Jerry. Who is he talking to? The guy who fucking kicked us out. Who happens to be Scott Goss, um, who I know that I know and I know he knows me. I don't think I've ever met him in person and I didn't recognize him because, again, I've only seen him in those pictures with the clean shaven and he had a full beard. So I didn't recognize him. And I know uh, he was a reporter at uh, the news journal Delaware Online. His wife was as well. And so I, I knew who, who it was uh, after the fact. But I walked up to Jerry and I said, Jerry. And he was talking to Scott. I sort of calmly interrupted. I said, Jerry, are you available to roast this other chicken on the grill on Thursday? Because we had just thrown him up going away Friday, but Lex wasn't here. We're going to do a second one. He said, yeah, man, I'm into it. Let's do a Thursday. I'm like, word. I turned to Scott. I go, you're not invited, though, because you're a dick. 
and I walked out. Mic drop. Mic drop out of the floor, out of the leg hall. So you got to you got when you're, you always be closing. Whenever you're in a tête-à-tête, you have to be closing. Um, so I really want to hit this uh, quick since we talked about it. Is he trying to just like show me up or show the call up or exert some sort of authority that he thinks he has? Or is it because the other thing I think it is, or and, and maybe you can comment on this. Maybe Carl can as well. I've been very um, critical of when he worked at the Delaware Online News Journal of his articles. Um, I think this was a perfect move for him to write press releases for the state senate. I'll just say that. I think if it was a good, it was a good move. It made sense. His stuff reads the same. Um, and I've said that. And so he might have a grudge against me for that. Uh, also, uh, the deputy communications director in the Senate, uh, Sarah Grace Fulton, um, I've contacted a few times during this just to get like information because I have her email. Like I know her sort of on the side better than I know Scott. So I asked the deputy, like, like I, I sent her an email last week. She never responded, which is very suspicious. Um, like just asking her what the agenda was like will there be debate like we didn't know we knew that they were going to vote on this resolution but we didn't know what the format was like how because it was something sort of a special session like how it was going to work well she never got back to me now is he feeling like I'm not going through the proper channels does he feel like Sean O'Sullivan from the courts is our boy and he's trying to say fuck you Sean O'Sullivan they might have a beef Goss and O'Sullivan might have a beef that we don't know about. I'm saying that. That seems the most believable. Uh, no, it's funny. I, I like turned 39 a few days ago, and there are very few experiences at this age where you kind of feel like you're in trouble as a kid again. <laughs> like like having that guy, Scott, come up to us and like not at all be accommodating and like, well, why don't you guys, let's try and work this out. Instead, he kind of makes me feel like the time when I was at Tower Hill, like, jumping over a fence to smoke a cigarette with my friends, and, like, the head of upper school, Mr. Bacher, sees me and is like, Big Bill, back over. <laughs> and it's like, you know, you're just kind of like, oh, am I in trouble? Yeah. Uh, and and like, it just, it felt like an odd uh, exercise of sort of his power. Yeah. Although, you know, I'm sure, you know, he doesn't want anything askew in that place. That's his baby. The legislature also has its own approval process for media. I don't know how... Legal or uh, not legal, that is. Yeah. Like, Objection, ask and answer. Ask and it's answer. all Objection. the... Um, Objection. This was excluded. I need the jury to be yeah, taken out. It's like out. the two Senate comms people and the House comms people, I think they get to vote on who does or doesn't oh, get they included. Get to vote. So they that do. makes so much that sense. That makes so much sense because we didn't have... We weren't voted on. Well, I got oh, news yeah. for you, Scott. You're not fucking voting on me. You can they suck let my dick. Yeah, they well, let Delaware Live in. Well, that's because... Look, look, Delaware Live is funded by a a big reactionary... Supermarket magnet, and it's run by a GOP legislative member. So I guess they're legitimate, but he didn't fucking vote on me. So, Scott, we don't need your fucking press releases, and I don't need to sit on the floor. If the rules are that you have to vote for me, I don't want your fucking vote. Suck my dick. How about that? Uh, Scott, this is Bill. You can put me on your worksheet next year. <laughs> <laughs> on you pal um okay so the funny stuff the jokes aside okay back to serious stuff um 
So, I mean, where does this leave us? I think schedule-wise... Well, here's what, let's, we, let's we, just read the important bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because uh, today, right after this happened, um, the House Speaker released a statement uh, that says the following, or this is coming, this is part of the statement uh, that was sent out by Meredith Newman, who covered it for the news journal uh, Delaware Online. House Speaker Pete Schwartzkopf, who has longtime ties to McGinnis, says he will not call the House back into session. This means the resolution is effectively dead. He called the resolution an act of political theater. Now, my... Sounds familiar. My Yeah, sounds familiar. That's what the Republicans said. Now, again, here's a newsflash for Pistol Pete. Everything's political theater, fatso. Like, this is what all of this is. Everything you do, when you go to the RD, when you give a quote to the press, when you waddle around that fucking leg hall to kill bills here and there and everywhere, it's all political theater. What we're doing now is theater. What you do is theater. That's why they call them politicians. You do political theater. So, look, you don't want to bring the House back in because you want to railroad this thing because of your ties to McGinnis or some other thing. And that's what we kind of talked about, too. Like, what is his real beef? Like, at some point, even if you have a close sort of political relationship with somebody, it's my impression that, like, at some point, point somebody is is a is a liability to you and you sort of cut bait right like these decisions are made to like we can't be that person's ally in this thing anymore whatever it is it's too risky bet too much bad press you cut bait i mean this guy he he runs the house he runs basically the legislature one guy because he can sort of do what he wants uh, based on what the stakeholders say why does he have this great affection for this particular official. Now, they are long-term allies, but, I mean, Spiros voted yes today. I know we also keep hearing that expression, like, long-time allies. Like, I know that they're probably long-time friends and acquaintances, but, like, <laughs> how do we what, How do we judge what, what would the allyship is here? It's like, I know they're both, like, big, they're big stakeholders, Rob, to use your parlance, in the Rehoboth Beach community, but, like, do we know, like, do we have examples of them ever just, like, <laughs> like celebrating, like, McGinnis, Schwarzkopf, do it again. <laughs> like, they rescued the 4th of July fireworks or something. But I, I know what you're saying. And, and Pete did serve, I believe, as Kathy's treasurer on one of her campaigns in the mid-2010s. I think it was lieutenant governor. Yeah, I mean, whatever, however you, and all, all of these different political relationships, your political theater, all of these different political relationships are built on different power structures and different things that you did in places you are. I get all that. Some are stronger, some are weaker. So the calculation of cutting somebody loose could be is different in every case. But considering this case, uh, it really brings into great suspicion, I think, what the hell the relationship is in here. Because they don't, it's not another, you know, it's, they might be allies, or friends, or close friends, but one of them's in the, uh, an elected official in the executive branch at the Office of Auditor Accounts, and one of them's a sp the Speaker of the House in the legislative branch. So it's like, what, what's the deal? The only thing I can imagine is it's like a lot in politics, is that, I mean, to your point, you know, the, these relationships that are forged... The lattice work of that is all I can assume is just layer upon layer of bribery, like Quentin Tarantino stakeout or like 
you know, stand, gun standoff, like levels of bribery. And it could be about the most boring mundane stuff. Like Pete got a uh, $300 windbreaker and beach towel set from some illicit thing. Or it could be, you know, uh, so, sort of salacious or uh, fraudulent. I don't know. Again, it's like... It if, just if feels Pete... to me like I, I, I know. And that this is exactly... Yeah. I think you framed it perfectly. Yeah. If he got, you know, if, if him and his family got, you know, a spring break, uh, uh, windbreaker uh, beach umbrella set and some other stuff and they were like sort of marginally, they got some stuff and... At this point, I don't think that is enough to do what he's doing. Here. Oh, no, of course not. Yeah. Like something, this is, if the Senate has resolved this to move forward and, you know, the governor has his out, fine. But to, to do this. Which is hiding under a bag of, or a, a pile of co a coats yeah. and just hoping that everything will work out. I think I saw the governor in the uh, custodian closet. Yeah. Just like, like, well, underneath that'd be sweet desk. if he like had on custodial clothes and he was just like whistling. <laughs> <laughs> just blended in. He's like, just saying what's going on here, sweeping up. This is actually more fun than sitting behind my desk. <laughs> yeah, I just, it, it, it really, and again, I, 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 there's no way to know. But when this, when it, it, it can't go without saying that to hold out in the face of what's happening uh, would would indicate to me that the political calculus in there is very weird. You know, it's not three hundred dollar windbreaker beach umbrella. It's not free drinks at the Starbird a couple times or something. Uh, it's probably not even like worse than that. It, it, it's it, it it just something doesn't smell right with me. Do you know what I mean? Well, of course. I mean, it's pathetic. It's you. You should have every you know Democrat in the party tonight on record. You know, just basically chastising him, asking him for specifics. You know, threatening to to remove him from speakership next session. You know, twisting every any screw that you can. I think any other normal this would happen anywhere yeah. else. Yeah. You know. I mean, the way he wields. How do you his work power, with though? this guy then? Going yeah, on? I mean, that's it's the thing. Like, you can't work with him. Um, I, I mean, would, they will. But... Right. Well, I, some of them will. Yeah. Some of them will probably lose their primaries. Right. Now, will enough of them lose their primaries where he loses the speakership? That's yet to be determined. But I think it's fair to say. That his majority is going to get a lot slimmer. It's in it's in great danger, and so if if he if he chooses to alienate even people that were his allies, even with the considerable legislative political capital that he has, he's in he's in dangerous dangerous political water. Because he's in, he's he wasn't in any real position to alienate anybody anyway, and now that's what he's doing. And when these elections come up, he's going to be either under like severe pressure or moderate to severe pressure. You know, it this just depends. So, yeah, I, I, th I, I think what you said. The only thing is, is just keep ramping up the pressure. Um, the guy's a roadblock. He always has been. Um, he doesn't care about your legislation. He doesn't care about helping people. He cares about making sure that stakeholders are taken care of and the governor's taken care of and the cops are taken care of and the chamber of commerce is taken care of and the, you know, and the, the, the corporate franchise is taken care of. That's it. And so if you care about anything, if you care about things that aren't the things I just listed and, and, and you have a position of some political clout, now's the time to put this guy under intense pressure. Intense political pressure. You might even say, yeet, Pete. 
Hashtag Yeet Pete. Shout out to Medina. Yeah, very good. So, Rob, we uh, maybe as a kind of a coda, since this is a Kathy v. Kathy episode after all, um, maybe just do you want to close? We, we, we kind of agreed on what we think is going to happen uh, long term here. I mean, yeah, well, this is probably a good time to mention as well today the Department of Justice, the AG's office, and, and, and Mark Denny Esquire um, have submitted their response to Steve Wood's motion for a retrial. Um, as Bill alluded to earlier, one of the things that they're contending on the defense side is that the Brady rule, which is like evidence that should have um, should have been favorable to the defendant, was withheld. Um, and so Denny makes his response today. Um, obviously, it's what you'd expect. Um, they said there's no merit to it. But he also listed about eight or nine bullet points of things that didn't come up at the trial that don't look very good for Kathy. Um, again, some of these things, like the contents of her laptop and her daughter's laptop, were excluded, so they couldn't come up. Uh, other things were uh, that another contract with similar, uh, s- sort of similar circumstances with Beltran. Beltran. Uh, Belfin Lions, a local CPA firm. Local CPA. And I remember hearing about this at trial because it definitely exceeded fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, too. well, there was things at trial, and and again, um, uh, Shaquana's. Um, employment uh, equal opportunity uh, employment uh, lawsuit they, uh, the EEOC or whatever yep. it was um, that was brought up but again a lot of this stuff was 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 specifically and explicitly excluded um, by the the trial judge on behalf of the defense yeah so I don't know kind of this is a little bit I mean I guess what it kind of comes down to is like they're just throwing everything at it like, I don't know, I mean, they're just saying there was these Brady violations and that people are saying there's less evidence out there that exonerates her in some fashion, but, like, it was either excluded at trial on, on the motion of the defense, or it was out there, and if they know it, why didn't they bring it up when they made their case? Yeah, it's funny. I, so, I haven't read uh, the state's answer yet that just, that Denny uh, says, sounds like he signed off on this afternoon. But it kind of sounds like he's answering Steve. He's like, oh, so you want to make this sort of the evidence, the universe of evidence broader in this case? All right, here you go. Here's 10 examples of things that the jury didn't hear. You want these included too? Because these look pretty bad for, for Kathy, right? Yeah. And I'm sure Steve would say, oh, no, you're, you're, you're still um, hiding other stuff. You know, you, what did he tell us once in the hallway? It's like, you had my stuff. You could, if you could see what I could see. Yeah, exactly. Wait till all this comes out. I, yeah. That's razzle-dazzle. Yeah. Oh, well, the other thing he mentioned. I imagine you think that, like, four spaces come after a period now after you've been reading all of Kathy's emails yeah. for months. Um, yeah, the other thing that was mentioned in the Denny response from, from the DOJ uh, was... So this one, this is one that you guys always talk about. State's evidence regarding the defendant's political and campaign work on the job, including creating political ads at the office, creating spreadsheets with campaign contacts, and rewarding employees who marched in political events and parades with office, quote, comp time. Uh, This is another one that really, this is the thing that got to me. Uh, There was evidence of her uh, doing more uh, email tracking that would allow her to... uh, I think they they say track email outside the state enterprise. Whatever that is, I mean, I know what it. Ref- I can read it. So it, here's what here's what here's how it reads: states evidence of numerous e-records requests, which we know what they are now, that would have allowed, and in some cases did allow, 
the defendant to read the emails of her employees and others, even outside the state enterprise. Now, again, this is probably one of those things like if they're doing, if she's submitting the documents and they're doing it, and then finally they stop it, then realize what they're doing, you know, is that evidence of her crime? And this is probably why stuff like this was excluded. But again, as you said, this is like, okay, you want to, we can, you know, what other evidence are you talking about? So we have this other 10 stuff we would like to bring in. Do you have anything? Like, what is <laughs> right. You can't, you know, I, I don't, I don't understand the legality of this Brady, of this, of, of, of these Brady complaints, these Brady violations. If you can't say what the fuck it is, you're just going to say it's something. It must be something. Well, that's the it. odd. Yeah. So what is it? So speaking of this Brady violation, I, I maybe, like I said, maybe just do a little bit of a rundown since, um, since Kathy's uh, verdict, the jury verdict came in on, on July 1st. And so the Brady violation is something that Kathy and team Kathy has sort of glommed onto. And I believe the source of it is either a quote from Steve Wood uh, at that little press conference after the verdict, or maybe, you know, at this point, I think it's been something that uh, some of the local press has picked up on too, as what's going to be a thrust in, or I guess maybe it already is in Steve Wood's uh, motions here post-trial motions. So anyway, there, Kathy's been spending her time schooling us on Brady violations. And this basically means that uh, evidence that uh, goes toward negating a defendant's guilt, um, that should be heard. That is, I think, the gist of Kathy, Team Kathy's argument here. Some other things that she's been doing. She uh, She's attended the state fair, and I believe she saw a, a butter sculpture, a goat, uh, someone in an ostrich costume. She did take a. She took a selfie with a goat and right? a selfie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she also has canvassed in the Kent County suburbs. And again, this is only over like the last twenty-five days. Uh, she has posed in a field of sunflowers. Probably my favorite piece of uh, her content in a long time. Uh, she also posed with uh, Representative Lisa Blunt Rochester at some ill-defined Sussex event. Our theory is that. Um, Kathy's mom, Angie, asked Lisa to pose for a photo, and then at, like, the last second, Kathy just got jumped into frame. I saw that. Yeah. I saw, I saw Which that Which is very photo. smart. Yes, and very I, I don't like... I'll tell you what I don't like. I don't like Miss Angie being used in this way. No. But if she's... Could be elder She's abuse. good with it. It could be. If she's good with it, which, again, she's with it. She's with she's, it. There's no question about that. Probably more than me sometimes. For, for, that's potentially true. <laughs> I'm not so, making brownies I'm every just, night. Uh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I can't do those measurements. Um, yeah, and then just from a logistical standpoint, I mean, the auditor's office is still cranking out those in examination engagements for the various school districts that, you know, read about three or four pages. Uh, she issued a report about Delaware falling short during the opioid crisis. Uh, let's see. And then finally, I think this is kind of the cherry on top. She announced that the Delaware Auditor's Office received the number one ranking from Oversight.gov, which is a tasty detail because I think real heads will know from a previous episode when we really got into we We popped open the hood of Operation Gray Fox, a uh, malfunctioning and uh, malware-filled uh, web portal that we believe that the Auditor's Office basically hired Oversight or hired Oversight.gov as a contractor to provide data that would otherwise be available for free of charge to the state and basically put it up on the Operation Gray Fox site. So there you go. You scratch Oversight.com's back and they'll scratch yours. I mean, that's that's 
That's a political calculation for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. For sure. Well, folks, um, thanks for um, jumping on and uh, listening to another great episode of Kathy v. Kathy. Um, this Friday, uh, we're going to have a discussion with uh, Treasurer Colleen Davis. Uh, more about the government uh, bureaucracy and uh, the the uh, administrative state, uh, but we also have a nice conversation about her background, about sort of our our approaches to politics. It was actually uh, quite nice. So um, that will be uh, coming out shortly, and of course the big two hundredth episode with uh, with Big Jer. Um, sad to see him go, but uh, we'll see him one more time over here and uh, and eat some more chicken. So, and uh, and yeah, Scott. Like here's here's the thing. Like all joking aside. Like there, there could be like you guys could vote to let us in, um, but the fact is you could have handled yourself a little bit better. Um, the reason you didn't handle yourself professionally with us um, is because you're a candy ass baby, and I don't want I I don't want uh, your vote. I don't want you to ever send me a press release. I don't fucking care. I want that to be pretty much explicitly clear to everyone involved. Bill will 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 represent us. He's more of a professional. I'm not. I'm not. I. I. The, I. I only went pro after things got weird, as Hunter S. Thompson would say. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't. I don't care. You seem. You, you know, everybody says you're cool, but you kind of seem like a dick. So I don't care. Um, and as always, to everyone, left is best. <laughs>